0: a lot of fun keep it fun hello everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host at steedy nfl on twitter and of course follow the group at uk packers unusual among me own but unusually packers football is back baby now the thing is i don't know how to get uh, excited about it um or do i do we i think we do i think we do get excited so we're gonna play the tytoons um, this week and what I'll do is I'll do a quick preview to Titans I didn't know how far to go into it but just from kind of an interest perspective it's kind of I don't know I'm just so excited that it's back lads. I'm just so excited and ladies I'm just so excited that it's back uh real Packers football and you know what this in fairness this preseason is, is I'm tripping over myself it's very late it's been a long day um this preseason, uh, there's a lot to it I guess because of Joe Philbin's in there and Mike Petton's in there uh we're redrafting playbooks i know it sound like a broken record but we're kind of gonna get to see what's happening so from listening to a couple of podcasts this week packer podcasts and you know reading every article as, as you all probably do get your hands on um you know there's all this stuff about what are we going to see in the preseason and all of this stuff like all of the practices uh, especially on defense have all been visible by the media so an awful lot of the stuff that we've been getting um, in the media about how the defense are doing is effectively what the defense is, and we're seeing Aaron Rodgers seven interceptions and in, in five practices. Um, all of this stuff of like stop looking into it so much, um, uh, and all the rest because he's just throwing stuff up for grabs and two of them were diving grabs. One of them was in and out of the hands of Jamal Williams, blah blah blah. But, um, from what we hear, uh, from Aaron Nagler is, is that yeah, look, the reason that it's happening on the I don't know why I've cracked into the podcast straight away Uh, but the the reason that we're seeing it so much is that Aaron Rodgers is getting some new looks and A-Rod's come out and said that himself so that's why uh, this preseason is slightly different than before it's not going to be so vanilla Um, and of course it's uh, squeaky bum time when it comes to injuries as well so tiny bit of housekeeping so I put out a shout out so we're going to Green Bay and don't turn off right I swear to god this will be short Uh, we're going to Green Bay Uh, the group trip is the Miami game so Miami at Lambeau, uh, in November um, which I'm going to be going over to and it's cracking and we had one person looking to share we got that person and another person so now we're looking for someone to share again so if you're gonna go over um, and you're thinking about it and you're sitting on the fence and you're you're faffing about just come on there's someone waiting there right now waiting the book so earlier on in the process, what can happen is, is that the Ben a Touchdown, I'll finish in two seconds, Ben at Touchdown Trips can take the deposits and all the rest based on two people sharing and then match you up in this stage. Uh, he can't do that. So the guy, and he's a diehard fan who's waiting in the wings, a nice guy, doesn't snore, likes long walks on the beach and listen to Westlife. All that's conjecture. Um, He's waiting for someone to come up and book with him. So, it's cheapest chips. Go onto the website, UK. Check out the prices. They, so far, still, I don't think have actually changed. They've gotten more expensive, even though it's getting closer to game time. Um, And let me just throw in, there's the LA Rams game, 950 quid, two-person sharing. Where would you get it? And the Patriots game before uh, the Miami game. So, people are doing that where they go to the Patriots game and then fly up to Green Bay via other cities. And loads more stuff to do. And Ben and Touchdown Trips can hook you up anyway. If you're interested, there's a chap literally just sitting waiting with a big wad of cash in his hands waiting the book. So don't hesitate. So, uh, this podcast, i am got to talk about a couple of things. Aaron Rodgers, no look to touchdown pass. Let's talk about it. Uh, Jay Coomero, the hype. Is Jay Kumarow the new Jeff Janis? Brian Balag is back. Uh, David Bactieri is not. Uh, other amount of injuries that we've had, Family Night again was fantastic. And also, Jerry Kramer's Hall of Fame. Maybe I should start there, and then I'm going to end with a bit of um, Titans preview action. Now, I'm going to be smart with it, all right? I'm not going to wax lyrical about, well, what are going to see on defense? I'm just going to talk about a bit about the Titans team, I guess, and what we're going to expect to see, and why it actually might be worth staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning to watch it this week. But anyway, Jerry Kramer, fan, look, if you haven't uh, listened to his speech uh, go on and listen to it all the ingredients of just an absolutely kick-ass speech something that we witnessed in person when we um had jerry kramer at one of our um meetups over in green bay he was the sort of celebrity Um, other people, like every time we've went over now in fairness it's been some top-notch names um <laughs> do you know what i was gonna say some good ex-packers like Amang green uh but i suppose we have to throw Jordy nelson in there now too um, I have to mention him. Um, do you know what? I should have like a crying something like violins or something whipping out every time I mention Jordan Nelson. Anyway, Jerry Kramer, all the ingredients of just a ridiculously wonderful, fantastic, fine speech. This guy, you know, he'd been waiting for forever to get into the Hall of Fame. His daughter, Alicia Kramer, kept that light going. She was writing to past players that worked uh, with him, played with him. Um, and Definitely he deserved to be there. And I'm glad that there was no air of... Anything, you know, taking the shine off Jerry getting in, the fact that people campaigned for him to be in um, so hard. You see, the thing about Jerry was is that he used to do after-dinner speeches and motivational speeches and sort of stuff for entertainment, and they'd always introduce him as Hall of Famer. When he wasn't, he was a Packers Hall of Famer, but not an actual Hall of Famer. And allegedly the reason that they were given was is that there was already too many um Packer players from the Lombardi era in, which is patently ridiculous. Because I know in universities they do a, the bell curve uh, you know if there's too many people that wrote too many good answers let's just start marking the good answers down i've even heard um, examples of university lecturers getting there's not a word of a lie get the exam papers and throwing them down the steps whoever landed on the top got a's b's and all the way down um let's not throw jerry kramer's career down the steps here and get him in where he deserved and that's exactly where he's landed in the hall of fame in canton like his speech was just humble uh, self-deprecating he drew stories from Lombardy in there and some quotes. he had poetry in there. He had the story of redemption where he got injured and came back and where he wasn't that good and then came back. and um, the gratefulness to other teammates. And I guess what really stood out and what goes to show that Jerry, who always said he was a packer um for life was, you know, in the speech he talks about that he wouldn't have been able to do it without the help of others, and that's certainly that kind of community aspect that we've seen in Green Bay. um and just a super humble guy to the end. Kind of contrasted by Ray Lewis. as you see Ray Lewis get up? It was almost like it was those biblical references and verses. Um, he said that he was the living embodiment of making impossible possible. He's a very humble guy. It's just, it's just like Ray Lewis was just the the opposite. He had the the roaming head mic, which is the first time in Hall of Fame history that anyone's went around and done the speech, um, kind of like a pastor. But I've been in the same room as Ray, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. I went over to a London event, flew over from Maryland. Um, and i wasn't disappointed nate salter was there um stephen jackson was there which was all kind of well and good uh but then uh ray lewis was there and my god the man could he could motivate you to start a rebellion entertain a thing and by the way did i even think the bus didn't look anything like the actual players like jerry kramer if you went into the hall of fame and ray lewis i don't think they'd recognize themselves without the the name plaque underneath but anyway um, but it was good to see Alicia Kramer up helping her dad um, pull away the, the veil on the statue. It was it was great. And uh, Brian Erlacher, the famously fully follicled man now, uh, goes into counting as a baldy. So that was kind of entertaining. So yeah, if you haven't watched the speech, go back and watch it. And if you have a good, I think, half an hour to 40 minutes, go and watch Ray Lewis. I think, what did I hear? Brett Favre had the longest Hall of Fame speech. And Ray Lewis came in like three minutes underneath it. Um, I didn't actually go all the way to the end. Um, I got too motivated and went out and took over a small country. Um, another thing that came out in the media, and this one kind of annoys me, right? Because I don't have the video of this. I, Aaron Rodgers, no look touchdown pass. Like Aaron Rodgers has literally reached the point of that he can do it with his eyes closed. <laughs> That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So out of all of the um, talk of all these interceptions um the description that we get is that on fourth down on the two minutes drill eight seconds left he rolls off to the left and, and throws an absolute bomb to gmo as i've found out his nickname is from the media dronimo uh, allison in the corner over jair alexander who kind of took the piss after as well saying uh they asked him about it, and he was like i don't understand which one it was now they asked him about his interception and he goes oh i'll tell you about that one i remember that one um, but I guess this is a lesson as well that you know, out of all this talk in in the media and all this overhyped off season stories of, you know, these young lads coming down with interceptions and oh, it's a big confidence booster. Here we have, Jair Alexander, um, getting smushed uh, by a no look touchdown pass. Um, now again, who in the world would expect it? Defenders read it a quarterback's eyes, and if he's looking the opposite way, it's just impossible to defend. Um, and how how harrowing would that have been if Geronimo Allison dropped it? Huh? That would have been devastating. But anyway, J.R. Alexander came out and said that it was a big teaching tool that had happened. And I wonder what people remember that in time to come. Because Rob DeMofsky was coming out saying, you know, this is one of these things that they talk about. um, Favre, um, and all the rest of it. You know, he used to pull stuff like this and they're still talking about it. I wonder will they remember J.R. Alexander getting smushed by it. Um, Probably not if he goes on to have a fantastic career. But um it's mad so the journalists are talking about it i haven't seen the video mccarthy came out and said that he was going to put this um tape on record as to say like you know this is how to do it and it's just you know in another world but funnily enough geronimo allison came out and said um yeah this is normal for him why are you surprised randall cobb came out and said yeah this is normal for him uh, why are you surprised but they need to release the damn tape they need to release this to the public now i'll say this now and someone will just send me a youtube link and say there it is Um, but anyway so A-Rod was real cavalier about it saying that and again another nickname in the same uh, press conference he called him Farvey Farvey Uh, Brett Farve used to do it all the time he said he was pretty good at it and it was kind of nothing and you know what Aaron Rodgers goes through and sort of explains exactly how he did it you know it's it's like, an it's a genius and an expert just explaining that it it's kind of like, oh, that's fine because when you do this, you, you pivot and you're on this leg anyway, so it's actually fine. And you're kind of thinking, it's totally not okay. I mean, he's like, he's a Da Vinci. It reminds me of that Da Vinci quote, uh, quote, if people knew how hard I worked to get my mastery, it wouldn't seem so wonderful at all. And it's just not as sexy, you know, if you kind of imagine Aaron Rodgers putting in all those years, you know, working on things instead of just looking at it like a, a miracle throw and Da Vinci, you know, working in some sort of small place in italy and you know, I'll just on feet for like four years <laughs> you know what i mean when you think like oh my god the way he got it so lifelike it's like yeah because that was kind of his full-time job in fact they don't even know if he if he said that quote and he wouldn't have said it in english anyway he would have said um Se le persone quanto no i won't go into it um so yeah and look they don't even know if he actually said it but uh, yeah it was interesting to see such a master come out and try to explain it as if it wasn't anything it's kind of like all those hail mary throws and because we've seen him do it right where he's kind of fallen over his body is half crumpled on the ground yet the ball will be released on just a laser dart to the wide receiver um so yeah he's literally doing it with his eyes closed now but the real hype and the thing that i think everyone should be focusing on especially at this point in the season is jay kumara all right So i think i mean why we're not talking about him and why he's not the title of this podcast i don't know a lot of hype like a lot of hype this offseason um mostly because a rod had great things to say about him mike mccarthy had great things to say about him um but first off let's talk about like is he the new jeff janice no because he can run routes he's an undrafted wide receiver uh, drafted in 2015 by cincinnati and um, he spent his rookie season on the practice squad uh, for the bengals then he got waived after he picked up an ankle injury then he spent like a month ish uh, or more with the patriots and got released I don't know, I haven't heard anybody talk about his calibre, but I guess that's because his dad was a first-rounder, Eric Kummerow, um, a linebacker, uh, I think, in Miami, and he was seen as one of the biggest draft busts, the first-rounder. He's also the cousin of Joey Bosa, would you believe, for the Chargers, who's an absolute defensive phenom. Most of his family, and I think Joey Bosa's dad, was a linebacker as well. So he comes from a family of kind of defensive players. Not really that that matters. And do you know what I found out as well, right? He's the great-grandson of a mob boss called tony Accardo in um, chicago also known as joe batters uh probably can have a guess why and the big tuna <laughs> yeah the big tuna um great grandson of the mobster which i found was interesting and i started looking into that and again it's what was i doing last week can someone tell me is that how this podcast works can you answer the radio right now and i can hear you um, like Inception podcast, where I spent like an hour... Oh, that was it. Uh, Ty Montgomery's car. I was looking into that. I spent ages looking into like the, the criminal past of his great-grandfather and all the cool stuff he did. And he was recruited um, by a guy who sounded kind of Irish. So what I'm saying basically is Jay Coomer comes from County Offaly. Um, but anyway, quotes. So in the spring, Mike McCarthy came out and said that he, he really stu- uh, stood out throughout spring and he's been extremely productive with his opportunities. And he said that it's... Um, you know, that he's, what did he say? He's he's still climbing and scratching, which is exactly how you want to be described. Um, and that it's nothing new for him because he's been doing it since he's been there. So Kumaro, uh, he's been seen as been running crisp routes and that's probably because he has experience on practice squads. Uh, he's, you know, he sees how it's all happening. Um, He's sitting behind guys like Trevor Davis, Geronimo Allison, who haven't really broken out and given us enough. And there's all this talk about, you know, that maybe not GMO, uh, but certainly Trevor Davis could be in danger of losing a spot to a guy like Jay Coomero, who just needs to be keep doing it consistently. Uh, Bob McGinn has come out and said that he's the second or third best receiver, um, only behind Devontae Adams. And Randall Cobb is having a blister in training camp as well. Um, and also Aaron Rodgers has come out and said, if you're playing today, you would like to have him on the field. So it's a great indictment um, from the big dog himself. Um. so all this guy needs really is a bit of consistency and let's see what happens you know there's an awful lot of guys who were drafted equanimous st brown and uh, Jamon moore also has done pretty well and he had a pretty um savage catch on family night as well so he's sitting behind him so you know and there's other few young lads there fighting for a spot so if he keeps going the way he is um yeah it'll be fascinating to see exactly what to do with him do they take a punt on him um, but this is where I really do think that preseason for a dude like him is very, very important. Unfortunately for him, um, first team defenses do get quite a run out in the first couple of preseason games. Sometimes the whole way through, because coaches will look to work on you know the fundamentals, you know, wrapping up an attack, tackle, putting lads down, and also getting the defensive players blooded to a degree because they can't smack lads around in training camp. So what they do is is they go and take it out on opposing offenses um during the preseason. So he might come up against a stiffer defense and also he's going to have the quarterbacks uh Kaiser and Hundley throwing to him uh, more likely against these defenses and if what we're hearing in camp that they're having a quote disappointing unquote camp um this year well, again, if you look at it, I mean, our defense is showing all different types of looks. Apparently, we have uh, some free defenders on plays who can genuinely get to the passer, and I think that's what's contributing here. But, Kumaro does have, in fairness, the MVP thrown to him. And by that, I mean the preseason MVP in Brett Hundley. Come on, he's got the MVP award in, you know, the last couple of preseasons apart from when he's been injured. So, I think he's going to be in good hands. But, no, in all fairness, um, Kumaro looks like a pretty exciting prospect. And I i don't think it's because he's undrafted i think he actually is genuinely catching everything that comes his way and making big plays um especially over the um top drafted cornerbacks and dbs this year so Junior alexander on the one-on-ones apparently had a big gain against him now brian balaga is back great news before i get into injury central i'm going to bring it to brian balaga so detroit november last year blew out his uh, ACL, and he blew out the pro- the left uh knee in two thousand and thirteen at family night, and funnily enough, since then they haven't been doing full scrimmages. It's just effectively an open practice, which again there was an awful lot of people at again this year. Um, nervy stuff when you get the injuries, you know, especially for such a heavy dude because he's got to carry his own weight. Um, which is shocking. The workload he's going to be expected to do um is quite heavy, so. Um, it's been interesting to see a couple of guys being rotated in and out, uh, at his spot at right tackle. Um, Kyle Murphy, um, played a stormer, uh, at, on family night apparently, and in the couple of practices, and especially at the practice actually tonight, Kyle Murphy played, um, a rip roaring success at left tackle, and then we saw um, Spriggs come in and right tackle. So you know we have a couple of lads rotating in and out at different positions, trying to do the job there. Um, so Brian Balaga, uh, he's going to be s- sort of eased in gently he's got the brace taken off the opposite um, ACL but you know people say oh that's a really good sign then look, like, he's super healthy on both legs it's not really I mean you can't have something heavily strapped up have the injured one not exposed because you actually have fear of putting more pressure on the opposite leg and um, because you're going to be rehabbing the you know the torn ACL we saw that happen with uh Jordy bringing the violins and uh, tweak his opposing leg when he came back um last year from injury so they're going to get him acclimatized a little bit but um, it's concerning with any type of O line when it gets an injury like that to come back not only to carry his own weight, uh, but to be up against you know three hundred pounds. Um, defensive players, you know, even in practice, I mean, it's, it's fairly dodge when you have someone coming in heavy. Uh, we saw what happened with David Baxiari, which we're going to get on to now in a sec. Uh, you know, even rolling over yourself, you know, or someone rolling on top of you, um, then you've running backs coming in behind you as well. Uh, fairly strong looking for space, trying to hit that gap at high speed. and uh, So it's always um, super dodge. So I guess they will ease him in on his workload. And we're going to have sort of a, you know, a shifting O-line until then. Um, so that just leaves Nick Perry then on the PUP, on the PUP, um, with Brian Balaga coming back. And of course, Jake Ryan, which I haven't spoke about, which I kind of alluded to in the last podcast, you know, did the last that uh, we'd heard the breaking news on that podcast a week ago was that he went down screaming in pain. And that's an ACL and he's out. Now, David Bakhtiari, Uh ankle sprain. He says that it's akin to like a basketball player sprain, you know, when they kind of roll over on themselves. So he says he's not worried about it. Mike McCarthy came out and said that he doesn't see it as being a long term injury. Um, But again, like some people have alluded to, I mean, you get these ankle sprains, you come back too early, you aggravate it. It's never fully right, Um, you know, and then you end up doing more damage than anything else and this is the thing I saw a couple of comments again online it's that anonymous online it's, and I don't want that to become like oh people always ask me I genuinely saw these comments online we have some people saying like come on this is contact football this is what you expect you know you're going to crib and moan and get all negative about a couple of injuries and yeah you do you're definitely going to get negative about a couple of injuries for God's sake I mean it's brilliant about Brian Balaga coming back what are we supposed to say? Oh, this is football. People come back. Who cares? Um, But yeah, David Bakhtiari going out. It's it's kind of a big deal. It's on the blind side. I mean, you know, an injury like that has a massive knock-on effect because then you're you're rotating people in and out if you can't get a serviceable player in there. And we all know the the Packers like the serviceable and um, interchangeable O-linemen who can do multiple positions on the line. Um, yeah, it's a massive deal because, you know, your, o, your offensive line doesn't get to jail. To you might have players being put in there from an opposite side of the line, which we've seen enough times now um, in Green Bay. Campon always does a fantastic job with the O-line in fairness to him. um, But come on, David Bakhtiari, high paid player, um, highly regarded uh, pro bowl player. I mean, you, like I don't need to say it on the podcast. Of course, it's a massive deal, and of course we're allowed to be pissed off and worried. Um, pardon my French, but look, people say that on Irish radio all the time. It's fine. Um, you know, of course you're you're due to be worried. Uh, you know, all this stuff about like, it's it's football. This stuff happens. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. At like this, you know, like Jesus getting scored on in soccer. That's the point of that game too. But it still hurts when it's against your team. Uh, you know, um, dying, dying is part of life. And boy, would you get upset if someone dies. <laughs> God, yes, it happens. It's to be expected, but it's still not a good scenario. Take Aaron Rodgers, you know. I mean, what did we say then? Like, ah, it's grand. Look, this happens. No, it can completely screw up the season. Um, but look, it's early doors, and all of this sort of naysaying to say, oh, David Bakhtiari, this could be the worst thing that's gonna happen. Look, as we say in Ireland, sure, it'll be grand, right? He'll come back. It will be fine. Uh, Jake Ryan out, ACL injury, gone for the season. Other notable injuries, Randall Cobb, uh, sore ankle, has been sitting out. Um, he said it's just ankle soreness, so that just looks precautionary. Uh, Kevin King, uh, sore shoulder, which I was like oh no and then I said oh it's the other one I was like oh okay and then I was like hold on a minute that's not good so yeah another sore shoulder for Kevin King you know he's kind of one of the players that we want to see come back fully healthy to see his actual potential without being sort of you know hogtied with injury or have an excuse not that he would want it but just that you know you can't be looking at it going oh it's fine he hasn't reached his potential because he's injured so we want him to be healthy hamstring has downed an awful lot of players um, Trevor Davis down, Aaron Rodgers downs, uh, Aaron Jones sorry, dear Jesus don't crash the car, Aaron Jones down on a hamstring, CJ Johnson hamstring, Devontae Mays uh, hamstring, Jair Alexander out with a groin injury, uh, Kentrell Bryce out with an ankle injury and then it was gasped today at training camp, uh, Jimmy Graham went down under a heavy tackle by um, Josh Jackson. I think it was Josh Jackson, Uh, went down and he landed on him and he got up fairly gingerish, but he was actually all right. Um, Mike Daniels as well seems to be nursing some sort of an injury. Um, So yeah, injuries are always bad and it's never okay to say that it's it's all right. Why are people freaking out? Because yes, we will freak out about injuries. It's not good, especially because injuries are what derailed us last year and we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. So pre-season, Titans, pre-season game, um on the 9th of august uh so what do we expect in this game you talk to some people and they say not a whole lot i think that this is definitely catch the preview if no one stays up till one in the morning to watch a pre-season game who cares all right don't get on to social media and start dogging fans for not staying up at one o'clock in the morning to see a pre-season it's quite all right and acceptable if you watch it the next day or the weekend or catch the podcast next week to find out what went on that's fine all right it's grand um so it's going to heat up because we're going to see what our defense are going to do because they're going to be showing some looks and uh, we want to see what the offense can do because an awful lot of these young wide receivers who are battling for a place and all the the old timers um in the sense of trevor davis um is going to be out there drawing Malison, allison and to see what they can they can do now again we if we expect defenses to go relatively harder than what the offense are doing get see more playing time um so it'll be an interesting dynamic to see out there now the titans have changed their head coach as of last year and um, this is a team that started off eight and four uh, and looked pretty pretty good and they ended nine and seven so they only won one more game after that losing three um, they made it to the playoffs. Uh, in that playoffs, the Chiefs were waxing them and it looked all but done. I was on radio and I was on uh, various publications saying that I fully expected the Chiefs to do it with a caveat that yes, it's Alex Smith and these, sometimes these things happen. Um, so they went down 21-3, came back and rallied and bet the Chiefs uh which was hilarious bragging rights uh with the um our heads abroad who we then played and got waxed by in our own um super bowl party and then they sacked mike malarkey after he got drubbed by the patriots in the divisional rounds 35 14 much to the fanfare of the fan base now again they were discussing with him at the time whether to keep him or not now i know this is not the titans podcast i'm letting you know the dynamic um mike v- mike vrabel they got in as head coach so this is a guy who was um he's a defensive minded head coach first of all and they kind of sucked on defense last year on the DVOA. Their stats were down in the dumps. Um, so he was the defensive coordinator for the Texans and came across to be the head coach. Um, and despite the fact that this guy was a linebacker um, for the Pats, um, when he became the coordinator for the Texans, they actually worsened. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Despite um, his record, they went and moved up in the draft and drafted um, Harold Landry and Rashan Evans. And gave away some of our later round picks, and um, so they've gone heavy on D. They see that as kind of an emphasis. So again, we'll get to see the C D lads probably get a run out, and see what damage that they can cause um to our offense, um on the night. So again, it'll be interesting to look. I hate using that. It'd be interesting. would be interesting to see. Of course, it will be. Um, it'll be good to see. Get my thesaurus out, and um, what these lads can scare up on the night, and to see what our offense can do, and what our young wide receivers can get up to. Um, Marcus Mariota. Um you know, let's see if he gets any sort of semblance of a of a run-out either. He's in the fourth year of his rookie contract. Um, a guy who was kind of seen as a, having a very high ceiling and showed flashes last year in Mike Malarkey is what they like to call a smash-mouth um, offense, which was actually meant to be a run-heavy offense to go back to, you know, all times sake. But, had a pretty bad season in the in the terms of touchdown to interception ratio. He threw 15 interceptions and only <laughs> 13 touchdowns. One of only a couple of quarterbacks who ended up having more interceptions than touchdowns. And other quarterbacks on that list, uh Deshaun Kaiser and Brett Hundley. So lads who we'd be very familiar with now. Um, but the Titans are trying to build something and um, they're trying to protect uh, Marcus Mariota I guess they deem him once he has time to throw the ball and if they surround him with enough weapons and upgrade his defense so that he's not trying to do everything um, you know they kind of see him as being the quarterback of the franchise Um, and we do you know fantasy owners out there will see that the guy can can do the business. Um, so you know, in that sort of vein of mind, uh, the big news that was all around NFL media in general was the fact that they paid their left tackle Taylor Lewan um, a massive five-year, eighty million dollar contract with fifteen million in guarantees—not in guaran- not guaranteed, but in guarantees. Um, if he if he plays his cards right, so this guy's a pro bowler. Um, will we see him on the night? Kind of. Who cares? Um, but it's just an interesting little tidbit that he's there. Um, another interesting thing about the team, Kenny Vaccaro was signed. Um, a safety, again, a guy who's kind of I don't know. Certain Packer fans were were asking for um at various stages. The same with Eric Reed. So they've had some injuries themselves, John and Cyprian. Um, Tory's ACL. So they got Kenny Vaccaro in, and a really weird story. They tried to get Eric Reed in. Um, but he booked three separate flights to try get there. Uh, to have his discussions and his workouts and all the rest. And all three flights were cancelled. It's what you get when you book with the American version of Ryanair, I guess, for Jesus' sake. Um, so they tried to get him there, but they ended up signing Kenny Vicarra and telling them he was grand. I mean, how does that happen? That you missed three flights. Uh, Eric Reed, a guy, again, in the news for his uh, kneeling during the National Anthem and people saying that that's the reason that he hasn't been signed. Again, uh, whatever. That's a real kind of a non-story, but certainly a player that people deem that he's definitely of the caliber um, to be signed, but just hasn't. But we've seen that kind of the safety market anyway, right? Where we have some very experienced players who haven't been picked up because the safety market actually, um, isn't that strong out there. We've seen, um, yeah, some pretty strange low cashola contracts, if that's the thing, and um, be given the safeties. Um, he's probably just a victim of that as well. Um, who knows? Um, so they also signed Dion Lewis, uh, the running back from the New England Patriots, and Malcolm Butler, which is just a blockbuster signing. Um, so again, it would be it would be interesting. Very interesting. Uh, to see if Dion Lewis and Malcolm Butler get a run out. Um, but what can we take from a win or a loss? Well, I guess if we lose, it's only preseason. If we win, well, then we're going to win the Super Bowl. So I mean, that's that's what to take from it. Now, in all seriousness, um, I don't think we're going to show our hand. Um, but I don't see how we could show our hand if all of our defensive um practices have been out in the open so far. I mean, what new things can he bring? Uh, but certainly Mike Petton, as we've heard, all of the media rave, including the players. Mike Petton is for real. So it'd be nice to see. Um if he does give the first uh team number one a run out and see what they can do and what type of looks he can do just to try to confuse people and it'll look even more awesome if he's up against backups and make himself look even better. But that's the podcast. It's great. Packers football is back. Um Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing. Uh we have some injuries, but hopefully those lads are gonna come back nice and safe. Uh Brian Balaga is back, but uh don't expect to see him see too much playing time on preseason. Um just some heavy practices I'd say that are gonna get tougher and tougher for him. Um, as we go but he's going to be back for the start of the season and Nick Perry is planned to be back for the start of the season as well so look I'll be back with you in a week's time we'll have a look at the Titans game to see what happened Um, if we can take anything uh, from it uh, I think that I, I think you can probably focus on as a, like, as likes of special teams we'll see some of the, the newbies get a run out there what we can see at wide receiver and um, what rotation we see at, at cornerback uh, between the new guys and the old guards in there Um, how our defence does with tackling hopefully for god's sake we don't end up with um a ton of injuries let's see how our punter does Um, there's been an awful lot of hype about him with his uh, unique unorthodox style of punting i know he's all on the edge of your bleeding seats looking to see what that guy can do his hang time is meant to be ridiculous as is his distance so again i mean you know his preseason is like regular season he's just going to get to do what he's going to do and he's going to be up against special teamers who are going to be gunning for firm. Um, you know especially to make their name on their own team so look Happy it's back! Uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. You can follow the group at UK Packers. Hit us up on Instagram. And a little exciting bit of news for the shop that I'm going to release uh, the hundred seasons badges that you see out there. We've got a very limited number coming into the shop, um, so keep your eyes peeled. We'll be announcing those on uh, social media. Uh, so when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, we could uh, potentially get another batch in, but for now, uh, the plans are is to try and um, get those out to the fan faithful. Um, you know, we're going to try get them out to as cheap as we can once we ship him in so that's exciting stuff and again look want the dream holiday by all means uh, hit the website and get all the details of prices and just email ben at touchdown trips um, and he'll sort you out as well and if you don't have to have the normal one if you want to upgrade your seats if you want the absolute bargain basement prices he can do it all and it's the cheapest uh, trip that we've ever offered uh, on the uk packers annual tour so follow the group at uk packers Follow me at um, make sure you get onto Instagram at UK Packers Facebook there's a closed group on Facebook as well for all your banter needs and I will be with you again next week